Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings. We are back. We are talking designations. It's finally here. We're two weeks away. I gotta sleep before we do this. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a wild. It's wild gonna be a real two and wild. Half days. Yes. So I know we've been off for a few weeks here. I know it's you guys have been month, missing me. I don't know. Somebody commented on a different video yesterday and was like, "Hey, when are you filming another show?" And I was like, hey, "Actually, tomorrow." Yeah. There's nothing. Really, nothing been going on since Crawfordsville, guys. Not a whole lot. So and we haven't been in the studio to get. Well, it's been over a month now because Buzz Creek. So. Yeah, because you weren't here for Iron Man. So yeah, it has been over a month since yep. we've even seen each other. So this is like a reunion day. I know, right? What so, what not better you know thing to talk about? We're gonna really pretty much not see each other, and then we're gonna spend like fucking seventy two hours together. And then the weekend after that is uh, Monster Cup. So, yeah. yeah. Are you coming over for that too? Sure. All right. Perfect. All right. I got in a bed today. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. Before we jump into this, make sure to follow us on Facebook. Um, as these, uh, stories come up for the off season through like Racer X, Transworld, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I do repost them on there just because, uh, let's face it, I don't like writing that much. I'll write occasionally, but so I'd rather just give these guys credit and keep you guys up to date on the news. Um, you can also subscribe to the channel here, which helps us out tremendously. Just did the numbers, which I'll show you after the show from last year. Uh, I imagine we're all good, good growth. All right. Good. Good. Good yeah, you'll be impressed. You'll be impressed. So, um, so yeah, make sure to subscribe, comment, like, share it up. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I will have probably a ton of pictures and videos from Designations, which I won't be able to post while I'm down there because there's no way I'm getting any sort of self-service oh, down you. there that weekend. Uh, but I will take them all and, uh, and, and do postings afterwards. So that week after will be pretty, pretty full of of all sorts of pictures and videos and stuff. So if you want to see a lot of the craziness, you know, like I said, make sure you subscribe to the channel because I'll be vlogging all weekend too. And follow me on Instagram because it, all the other little stuff will be on there. So And uh, some of it, just a heads up with it being what the weekend is, I don't know about the pictures, but the vlogging, uh, some of it uh, might have to tell if there's any young children around to uh, maybe not watch it. Cause uh, there's gonna be some uh, there's gonna be some interesting things on there I can, I can imagine from there's, the last two episodes. There's too much nudity. I might have put up on Pornhub instead of. YouTube. I mean, it's there's gonna be nudity going on during the motos. So uh, that's kind of how it was the last two ones I've been at. So uh, just kind of heads up if you have any children and they watch this show, might not want to watch those vlogs. Yeah. Just just let people know. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you uh, if you want to help support us at all, uh, there's links in the description. There's Amazon. We're back. <laughs> There's Amazon, Patreon. Uh, what in the hell else is... I don't know. There's all sorts of links down below. Click on it. Thanks to all our Patreon subscribers there. I Thank sent you. you guys all stuff. I got the last one sorted out. I had a little dyslexia with the uh, numbers and the address, and it got sent back to me. But I got it. It's, oh, we're it gonna be, should be there. We're going to be meeting people from a different country, hopefully. We're going to be meeting people. Yeah. There yeah. have been peop some people talking to me already. So, Also, don't forget, if you can't watch this, there is a podcast also 
It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. No, I haven't put it anywhere else. We do have more stuff coming down the tubes here for different things, um, which I need to talk to you a little bit after okay. this, too, for that kind of stuff. But we, I have lots of different things coming up. So follow us on all this stuff. And all right, let's talk a little designations. Let's start with my favorite team ever. Team France, everybody. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Bunch of fucks. Uh, for anybody, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, Team France right now is uh, basically screwing everything up. They've, you know, everybody that watches the Motocross of Nations knows they won the last four um, pretty handily after the first or after the third motos and stuff. I mean, it really hasn't been close, uh, just due to the fact that all their guys they've sent since 2014 have been super consistent. Um, they sent a French representative back at the Redbud National to come watch Marv and Dylan Prendus to see how they would do. Obviously, Marv won the event. He did get some luck in the fact that Eli's bite grenaded, but he did win. So, you know, there's no other better proof of who to send than that guy. Dylan, you know, he won some races this year in our series. And um, they've had a beef with Marv. They contacted Marv and said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go with Gautier Paula and Ferendis and Febra. Well, Febra knocked himself out a couple of weeks ago at the Turkish GP, and news broke, what did I say, was it Friday that we had this conversation, I think? Thursday or Friday? It was one of the days, yeah, it was yeah. the week. Uh, Jordi Tixier will be replacing Febra. Um, apparently, they were not going to reach out to Marv, and then Paul Ann and Frendis basically uh, said that, hey, look, we're going to have some issues if you guys don't. They contacted Marv, and Marv did, and we talked about this, and I seen that you put it up on the page. We both agreed. Marv did the right thing and told him to kick rocks. Um, the French Federation can fuck off. Yeah, right now, what so they're going with Gautier Paulin and MX1, Dylan Ferrandis and MX2, and Jordi Tixier and MX3. Uh, Tixier has not ridden a GP in two months, does not have a ride anymore, um, hasn't really done anything since he won the MX2 title in 2014. When he's been healthy, his speed... He's had a couple top fives, but like I said, he hasn't really raced anything of significance in two months. And right now, the only person on that team that's done anything is Ferrandis, because Paul Land, basically since round three, has shit the bed. Uh, I, like I told you, dude, on Friday, I don't know how you can go from winning four years in a row and be kind of being a perennial favorite to, I'm serious, they might not even get in the top five at this point. Because mm -hmm. think about it. Uh, and it's the last thing I'll say before you go into it. Paul Land and Ferrandis at this point... Ferrandis has to get close to a top five in the first moto, podium the second moto. Paul Ann has to be both top five, both motos, because Tixia, I imagine, after the 20-minute mark, is going to go backwards like a freight train. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I, I don't know how you can go from winning. Even last year with Christoph Charlier and Enduro Rider, they still run one. Even though it was in the mud, they still won. I don't know how you can fuck it up this bad. And excuse the language, but that's just like I'm not a team French guy, a team France guy, but like for real, you couldn't you couldn't have found anybody better. There's a couple other guys that I could have thought of that could have done a little bit better than a dude who hasn't raced a race in two months. Thoughts that uh, Puerto Rico beats him? Hmm. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I don't think I'll go that far. But like I said. Paul Ann and Ferrandis are going to have to... Ferrandis, I'm confident in, is going to do well as long as he gets off the line because he's proven that he can be the fastest MX2 dude in the world when he gets a start. Yes. But Paul Ann, he picks he picks it up for this event, but I don't see him getting top five in either of his motos. And Tixier, if you're outside the top ten both motos, like that right there, that's close to 100 points as it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know where else to go with it. That's like, it's a shit show. It's, it's the most utterly ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, 
It's because it, <laughs> we're we're being honest with Fevra. They had a had shot had at a one shot, and yes, because Fevra's been riding okay. I have been watching the GPs on and off here, and Fevra's been doing all right. But yeah, without him, it, yeah. I mean, what 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 do we honestly think? Had Marv said yes, do we think would have happened? If Marv would have said yes, if Marv says yes, then they they're right in the mix to win it again. Yeah, I I completely they're right, right yeah. in the mix. But now, like I said, I don't know how you can win. Go from winning four years in a row to now you have a serious problem that you might not even make the top five. But I'm really happy that Marv told him to fuck off. Oh, I am too. I'd have done the same thing. Like I don't know whose wife he banged there at the Federation and pissed him off, but. They're a fucking joke. I mean, dude, they you really could are. you could have called Christoph Porcel and had a better shot than Jordy Tixier at this point. Because Porcel at least rides every day. Tixier hasn't had a bike in two no, months. No, Porcel would be like, that jump is too big. I cannot um, drive this track. But you at least know for a lap he could put in a heater. Tixier, like I said, I don't think Tixier's been even in the top ten his last seven I haven't, I haven't even seen his name at the GPs. That's how bad he is. Like I said, he so. he hasn't had a ride in two months. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, if they don't finish top five, it wouldn't shock me. It really would not shock me because I no. think Dylan's going to be the only one that's going to do well on that yeah, team. I do too. I do too. So yeah, I, I think know. Dylan's the only MX2 rider that gives Plessinger a run for his money. Period. Yeah, well, and we'll talk about that when we go to the individual guys. I could, I see it a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, he's the only guy in our series that proves he, that proved when he got to start he could be AP straight up before J Martin Sacco got hurt. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be bad news for that team. It, it's really going to be bad news, and it's it just makes the French Federation look like they can't handle anything. Well, all I'm going to point to in this situation is World War II. <laughs> About how we had to go bail their asses the fuck out. So, you know, hey, shit ain't changed. Nope. Nope. So 70 years later, shit ain't changed. French are still idiots. Yep, pretty much. I completely agree. Okay, let's move on to Puerto Rico here. So, we've been watching the social media stuff. <laughs> Travis Pastrana, K-Dub. K-Dub. Sipes has been quiet. Sipes was at Red Bud. Yeah, oh yeah, he raced the uh, Fall Classic or whatever. Yeah, right? the fucking, uh, Edge of Summer. Uh, yeah, Edge of Summer. He was there on Sunday, which sucks. That, that would have been awesome if I'd have seen him to interview him. But um, it's looking like everybody but Pastrana is going to be on uh, Thumpers now. K-Dub's riding a 450. Uh, Sipes has decided to not ride the 125, which was a great idea. Yes, I did see that. But it looks like that. Pastrana, he got a 450 from a dealership. He's been riding it back and forth at Raynard's place. All stock. I don't even think he had suspension done. But it sounds like he's going to stick true to what he said, and he's going to go on the 252-stroke in MX3. Do, do we think Sipes beats the rest of them, of the team? Um... You know, I, I have to say yes. Home. I have to say yes because his cardio is going to be in better shape. I know the TP's been training. K-Dub looks like he's just been drinking beer and hanging out in the woods with bears. Um, and you even mentioned, and I didn't know this, but, like, you know, you listen to a lot of the podcasts and stuff. I didn't know that K-Dub said had they, if they make the A-Final, yeah. only what, ra- <laughs> yeah. racing one moto and then. Yeah, he's, he's, like, I'm, he's like, yeah, no, we're not. Uh, he's like, if we, if we have to go through the B-Final, we're not. Even if we qualify, we're not racing the A finals. I think that honestly, and, and I get it, like K-Dub has reserved that right. I think he's the only one out of the, t- the three that's not taking this really that serious. Because Pastrana's been training, he's been riding more, and he's still got a lot yeah. of different other obligations. Um, I think Sipes... Did you see that rally car jump he did yesterday? Yeah, I was watching it on Velocity. Did you see Did you see the video he put on Instagram of him doing it? No. And it's, it's like, uh, side by side of like him jumping it, 
outside view and like in car on his face and he goes when you tell your friends you weren't scared then you see the picture on the roller coaster and he just comes up to that jump and he's just like <laughs> as he hits it i will say that sipes because i think they're going to make the a final now that sipes has decided to ride a 250f i think that they're going to make the a final and i see that travis is actually training i think sipes beats both of them in his motos but i think pastrana has the fastest lap by far out of all three Pastrana might have a fast lap out of anybody all weekend. <laughs> well, he's Travis Pastrana. Yeah, I mean, I, w I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, I, I think Sipes beats both of them. He's just in better shape. He rides and trains still. I mean, all let's the time. face it, if it's a 204 lap time for everybody, Pastrana might throw down a 158. I mean, maybe. In, in qualifying or practice, he might channel his. Like, he might channel pick. 2002 Travis. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to make the A final, though. I know a lot of people were on the fence about it, but there's yeah. a lot of teams that are missing. Um,. You know, Russia's missing with Evgeny Babishev. Slovenia is missing with uh, Timmy Geiser. Denmark isn't going. They have TKO. Latvia isn't going. Paul's Jonah. There's going to be a lot of big names that are missing that could, you know, kick them off because they have one solid guy. So I think they make the A final. I mean, I know they're going to be teams like Mexico and Venezuela. Yeah. So how well they do, they'll probably be close to last just because oh, yeah. of Travis and K-Dub. But... I think Sipes does beat him, but I think Travis has the fastest lap by far. Out of the thing three. is, is that K-Dub's going to have a bike that's better than three-quarters of the people there. Oh, yeah, by the smaller countries and stuff? Oh, oh yeah. for sure. I mean, Geico did a little... Geico did the, they did the treatment on it, so... Yeah, they did. I mean, it's not, it's not a factory bike. Yeah, it's do you see they're giving yeah. it away? They're going to do a giveaway afterwards? Are they really? Yeah, they're going to do a giveaway after the race. Ooh, so How do I get in on that? Uh, they had to think about it on Transworld. I will buy all the tickets. <laughs> yeah, it's 2019. I just want, I just want that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you think that you don't th do they? They don't get last, do they? If they make the A final, I wouldn't think so because there's got to be a worse team because there's gonna be a team that comes out of the B final. Yeah. So I wouldn't think they get last, but it ain't gonna be good. Does Travis, since he's riding MX3 individually, does he do better than tenth in his class? Yes. <laughs> does he do better than tenth in his class? Oof. Cause that makes yeah, I don't know. Better question. Does he backflip? No. They won't. They won't let him. You don't think he's going to backflip at all? No. Nope. All weekend? Well, he's going to backflip somewhere. It's just not going to be on the track. You don't think so? No. You don't think the last lap of his last race, he's oh, going to backflip the finish? It, if he's by himself, I bet he tries it. But if he tries some stupid shit in practice or during the qualifier... No, he yeah. won't. He won't because he wants to... I think he wants to actually make it. He's put in too much work to not actually want to mm -hmm. try to make the finals. But I think in the finals, yep. I think he does something. Last moto, if he's by himself, I bet he backflips the finish. Yep. If he's by himself. Now, if he's stacked up in people, then no, but I'm... But, I he'll, but here's the thing. He doesn't care, so he'll get by himself. Oh, yeah. He'll figure out a way to get he'll by himself. He'll just pull off of the water truck and wait until everybody's off and be like, all right, here we go. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think... I still believe that they're going to have the biggest uh, fan base just with Kate and Travis alone. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see... What I think I'm more interested to see what Travis does because we know what Sipes could do. He raced a couple nationals this year on a 125 and Osborne's old 250F. I mean, he's gonna be top 10, right? In the MX2 class, Sipes, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I was actually going through that, and there the MX2 class you would have to think so because he's top 15 here, but it all depends on his starts. Yeah, he's gonna be on a good bike. His, hus yeah. his husky's gonna be a good bike. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that yeah, he'll probably be top ten. I don't know if he gets better than ninth. I mean, because I think he's gonna be pretty far off. Because let's be real, when he came to Redbud with Zacco's old bike, like he was he was top fifteen, but 
he was pretty far off pace. Yeah. So, um, do you want to before we go into the last two because those are the biggest ones? Talk about some individual guys. Yeah, we can. All right, because okay, you know more of these Euros than I do. Well, we're uh, Prado, Roxon, and Cairoli. Okay, let's talk about Prado first. Prado, uh, dude, I think I think he gets yarded by AP for MX2. I I, do. I don't see any of these guys, and I'll go back to what uh, Mathis has been saying all along: mm-hmm. is that you go back to what's this year? Eighteen, mm-hmm. seventeen, when we had the GPS. Yep, dude, you've got Smith. Uh, who the fuck else showed up? Jesse Nelson won Just, in 2016. Jesse Nelson. For 15. Fucking Mitchell Harrison. All these dudes who are, like, top 12 dudes mm-hmm. spanked the fuck out of those guys. Well, last Just year, though... spanked them. Last year, though, Prado was different. I don't care. I don't think that... I he, don't think Prado is doing nothing. I think that uh, Prado actually is the highest finisher in the first moto out of the MX2 guys. No fucking way. And then I think AP and Ferrandez get the second moto. Nope. Dude, you got to you got to I think AP and Fernandez go 1-2 in the MX2 club. Prado will get a start over them every time. Dude, he's a soaking wet 125 pounds. Dude. He's going to get a, he's going to get a start. Launch that start and now. fist pump the shit out of it as he goes through. Uh, maybe maybe in the MX2 qualifier, but AP is not going to get a good start in those motos against 450s. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you this right now. I think Prado's going to come in and shock some people. I think that because Prado, he was not... It was his first year as a pro last year, and his conditioning was shit. And we know it's not going to be warm. So that would have been my concern had it been somewhere where it'd be still, you know, 90 degrees for... Yeah, no, we're going to be freezing to death. But, uh, no, I think Prado I think Prado gets a better start than Ferrandez and AP. I think they're buried, and I think he's the top finisher in the MX2, the Moto 1. I think the second Moto is when he's going to have a little bit of issue because there's only 40 minutes of downtime where his cardio is still proven that it's not the best. I think that that's when AP and Ferrandez, I think that they gap him. But the first moto, I think because it's all going to be the start. AP and like we see it every year, dude. We see it every year. Look at Osborne last year, how hard of a time he had trouble coming through the pack against 450s. It's one thing against 250s, but do you honestly think if Prado gets third off the line and AP and Ferrandez are buried in 14th, they're going to catch him? Hell no. There's no way. Because there's no way those guys are... I told it to you. I think that a two, an MX2 guy is going to have a hard time getting anywhere near the top five in that first moto when it's MX1 and MX2. You think that AP and Ferrandez are going to go around guys like the Clement Nassau? Hell no. Not even close. If Prado is buried, then no. I completely agree. He doesn't catch him. But Prado, and they even said this in the last GP, his starts... Dude, he's gotten 20 of the last 24 starts mm. over there. AP's starts are up and down. Now, they were good at the end of this year, but they're going back to the mesh starting. AP's starts in Supercross weren't f- spectacular. And we know Ferendis is fucking all over the place. He could be first off the line, and he could be 33rd the second time around. I think it comes down to the start. I think that if Prado gets a good start, I think he beats him, the first moto. If he doesn't, then yeah, you're completely right. I think AP and Ferendis walk everybody else. But I really think this year... The MX2 class is going to decide, and we'll get, I'm not going to get too far into this, but who our winner is going to be. I'll say that right now. Because I think it's those three and then everybody else. It's a big question mark if Belgium's MX2 guy, if Netherlands' MX2 guy, if the uh, um, Great Britain's MX2 guy, Ben Watson and Valandron and all them, if they can be close to those guys. So I think it's all going to come down to the MX2. I don't think it's going to come down to the, uh, the MX1 and MX3. I think it's going to come down to the MX2 guys. Because if those guys bomb, I think it's going to affect a lot of people. Which, I guess we can kind of transition into Ken Roxon. How do we think Kenny's going to do? Well, 
And why I showed you, I sent that Instagram post in the in the group chat. The arms are feeling good. Kenny Kenny seems to be feeling all right. So and he and I saw a couple of videos of him at Paula, and he was looking pretty damn silky. Do you think Kenny just goes out and beats Hurlings and Tomac in a moto? I said this, and I'll stand by it. I think that the slight... Is he riding the same class as him? Yeah, he's riding MX-1. Okay. Right. Yeah, he's riding MX-1. Number 58, because Germany bombed last year. Well, yeah. Uh, 58, um... Dude, what happens if uh, Bud's Creek Kenny shows up first moto, and now and he's actually 100%? He walked Marv into that moto. Could Kenny just... All this Hurlings and, and Tomac, Tomac debate... And Kenny just comes in and says, Throw it out the window. Sorry, guys. I just, I have to beat you. I have to beat you. I just want to show you guys who, who the real MVP is. Because he, <laughs> unlike those two, and the, the guy we're going to talk about after Kenny, he's won this event before. He won it in 2013, or 2012 at Lomel on a yeah. 250, his team. So he knows how to win this event. He knows what it takes. Uh, do you think they're going to win the event? Who else is on the team with him? If it would have been three years ago, it would have been different. It's him, Henry Jacoby, and MX2, and Max Noggle. If Max Noggle had been about four years younger, yeah. this team would have had a great shot. But right now, Max Noggle, he, I mean, he's like no. 34, I think. Yeah, so. he's not. So, his name hasn't been popping up on no. the GPs I've been watching. And he's on a so, TM. And he's on a TM. So. Um, <laughs> if this was, like, like I said, if this was three or four years ago, I think they'd have a great shot. But, dude, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks that Kenny really, if he... If he's not just putting that shit out there, if he actually, the arms are good, and it's been a month now since yeah. the last race, or oh, close to a month, if it really, if he's 100%, dude, what better race for him to come out and prove something? I mean, we all know the the history that him and Hurlings have. Mm -hmm. Take out the Tomac thing. Him and Hurlings do not like each other. No. So, I mean, I know a lot of people say that the next guy we're going to talk about has a better shot, but I, is it inconceivable that he goes out and wins? I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, it's hard. I don't. I don't know either, man. Do what's really What's the percentage? Man. If you were to give a percentage right now, that he wins it, like straight up wins. He wins the overall. He can go two one, one two, or he can go two one. It doesn't matter. But the the shot of him winning. Honestly, I'm gonna give it seventy five percent. Okay. I'm gonna uh, be up there. All cause, right. Because like you said, it's been a month, and his Instagram posts where they haven't quite been calling it out of like. I'm good. Fuck you guys. And he's doing something that a few guys are not doing, and I think he's staying on his national bike. Okay. So I don't think he's going to the 19. Well, that's good. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think I think I have to be up there with you. I'm going to go 68% that I think that he has a shot at winning this. How the fuck do you come up with 68%? I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things, because the Hurlings... It's going to be higher than 50, damn it. The Hurlings or Tomac thing, and like I said, that's going to be our biggest point. It's it's so hard to bet against those dudes right now. But could I see Kenny come out and doing it? I mean, it wouldn't shock me. No. So I guess that's kind of the, the last the last guy we'll talk about is, is Cairoli. Cairoli's had a rough season. He, it's been very up and down. It's been very up and down. He got hurt. Um, I know that some people, Cairoli fan lovers or whatever... Um, we'll say that he's not been 100%, but, uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. He's been getting demolished and demoralized. I don't think he's going to do well. Is he, is he close to the battle for 20 minutes? Maybe. No. that's pretty much what no. he's got in him lately. No. I think Kenny, Hurlings, and Tomac are going to run away from everyone. Okay. I think. I think that's what's going to happen. So right. I don't think he's gonna be close. He's just he's been struggling too much recently. I've and and between that and getting beat down all year by hurlings, I don't I don't think he's got any confidence to bring into it. I'll say this though, if he gets a start over those guys, he's gonna make a hell on them. 
Oh, yeah. Not oh, yeah. speed-wise, but just he's going to make a hell on him because that's the one thing that he proved he could do with hurlings when he knew he wasn't faster. He, I mean, we talk about Marv riding a wide bike. Cairoli's a lot more crafty than Marv is, which is funny because we always call Marv the crafty Frenchman. Cairoli will make a hell on those dudes. Yep. And he is not afraid to get aggressive. Nope. So, um, yeah, I guess that's the last thing we can talk about because uh, we got to do a battery change before we get into the big debates. Yeah, so let's get into the big debates here. Okay, let's get into the big talk. We've, uh, so we've covered... We're going to cover another part of Team USA, but let's cover the last part of Team USA we haven't really talked about yet. Barsha, where does he finish? Well, uh, we always know that he gets hyped up for this event. It's yes. great. He And what better, what better way to finish the season than going 1-1? I know it was a slop fest, but going 1-1, something he hasn't done in, like, what, four years, three yes. years? Something, 2015 was the last time he went 1-1, I'm pretty sure. Um Dude, I don't know. I think that he's going to come in like a ball of fire. I know that we, you know, we talk, we think the main four guys are Hurlings, Tomac, Kenny, and Kyroli, and we just talked about that. But Barja, and now with Febra being out, because I, I truly believe that Febra was going to be the only person maybe in the MX3 class that was going to beat him had he been healthy. Because now you're looking at he's going against guys like Koldenhoff. He's going against Max Anstey. Well, Max Anstey, I feel, is just as good as Barsha when he's healthy, but he's just been going through this whirlwind of shit. Dude, it would not really surprise me if Barsha comes out that third and final moto and he gives him hell. I don't know if he can do it for 35 because I think the intensity is going to be some of the highest we've seen in a very long time. But would it really shock you if he comes out and he leads for 27 minutes and he just pulls some shit out of his ass? Because, I mean, we know how he gets up for this event. He takes American pride probably more seriously America. Than, more seriously than anybody yes. Oh, yes racing in america like no disrespect to ap you know i told you how i feel about what tomac did last year and the year before that but barsha is i mean red white and blue to his core yeah and it's at his track that's arguably his favorite track of the year yep and we saw what he did this year yep so i mean and i don't think he's i think he's gonna be on the 18 i don't think he's going to the 19 i know he was testing it over in great in uh england with some people, but I don't think he's going to be on the 19. I think he's going to be on the 18, which I think is a good decision. I mean, I don't know, dude. What? I think that he's going to... I feel like he's going to be the one that wins his class for America. He's going to be outright MX3. He's going to win now that Fever's not there. But, I mean, I don't know, dude. Barsha comes out for this race like a ball of fire, and he's won motos at this race before. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... he won it recent, most recently as 15 Yeah. in the first moto. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think he's I think he's up there in the top five. It's it's gonna be tough. I mean I he is. It, but if he rips a start, <laughs> dude, it's gonna be hell to try to get around. We oh, talk yeah. about Kyroli. Barsha oh, might make yeah. a hell on his own teammate. Oh yeah. So I, I I think he wins outright the second moto for sure with the MX two and MX three guys now that Fever is not there. Um but dude, I, I don't know. If if he I was reading some comments on social media for some people in the industry, not just random, you know, hoo ha's. And they, like, would it really shock us if Barsha comes out and does the impossible and just straight up wins the moto, wins the event? And I go, well, I think that's, like, a 2% chance. But with Barsha? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. He was on, this time last year, he was on a privateer Honda. And now he's on a factory bike getting re-upped. In the last race that he raced, he went 1-1. And he's riding Des Nations. And he's riding Des Nations, which, like I said, he's done well at this event before. Yeah. I think the worst he's ever finished at this event in a moto is third. Yeah. He's, e he's either won or gotten second, I think, pretty much every time, but that second moto in France. Yes. Or the third moto, I should say. Yep. So, uh, dude, it's he's going to make it interesting. It's going to be awesome. I don't, I don't think he can do it for 35, but 27 maybe, 28 minutes? Yep. 
and you know the crowd's gonna be loud for him. Oh yeah. He, I, oh yeah. Does he get the most cheer, most applause? I know that people love Tomac and AP's building this fan base, but do you think people he gets the biggest round of applause every time somebody he comes past the fence for anybody over Tomac? Just because of the way Barsha is. Does he get more of a round of applause over Tomac? Yes, but the biggest one's still going to be K-Dub and Pastrana. Yes, oh, for sure, for sure. K-Dub, people are just going to be so loud, like somebody might try to toss him a beer. Yeah, he might catch it. He might catch it and drink it while he's going up the fucking face of a triple or some shit. So, um, anyway. The big debate, it's finally going to be settled. And we know that both of us are on different sides of the fence of this one. In two weeks here, we get to figure out, for the weekend... Who are the fastest man on the planet? What are we going to do if they split? I think it all depends on who wins the overall. Because I'm not counting the qualifier on Saturday. I know that people think that it that Hurling is going to come try to come out and set a tone. But I said it wouldn't shock me if he gets second because he's only going to have literally 40 minutes on the track before his qualifier. So he's still going to get the track figured out. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that I don't think he wins the qualifier on Saturday. If he does, it wouldn't. I mean, it is what it is. But I think it all wins the overall. Because I think that if, if one of them goes, you know, whoever wins the first moto, it means more to win that third moto, especially between these two teams. But I, I'll set it before and I'll say it again, man. And I know that we're on both, we're on different sides of the fence of this. And I know this goes back to the Washougal thing, the comments you made after the Washougal uh, beast mode. I don't think Tomac can beat Hurlings straight up 1-1. I don't think he can do it. I do not think that Tomac is... I'm just going to buy you a plane ticket to Russia one way. Well, he's from the back. he's from the Netherlands. I don't so. care, you commie bastard. You're going back. You're going. I don't think Hurlings. I don't think Tomac is better than Hurlings. I don't think. I think Hurlings beats in both motos. I do not think that Tomac can handle the pressure of somebody like Hurlings for 35 minutes. I don't think Hurlings has had the pressure of somebody like Tomac. He had it last as year. As good as Cairoli is, I don't think. Okay, last year, but we're not talking last. Yeah, year. we're talking about a guy that's better. Than last year, we're also talking that Tomac didn't have as good of an outdoor season as he did this year. But that's what I'm saying, though. Hurlings is even better than last year. Hurlings didn't have a great season because he was hurt half the year, and then he came on strong and went on a win streak and shit. But let's be real. Who has told... And, and let's go back. Adam Entignap, the seven-deuce-deuce, telling us he's never heard <laughs> Kawasaki 450 on the Rev Luminar, bro. I'm just... Bro, it's so loud. Yeah, he also said that. He also said so it. So loud. Penny this year before Supercross. Too. Hey. USA's winning. Tomac's gonna go one one. No. Yeah. Tomac is not gonna go one one. I'm telling you this right now. He does not beat Hurlings in any of the motos other than the qualifier. Maybe. Fucking high. I'm telling you, dude. You're fucking high. Okay. Let's let let. He's at Redbud. I do which not care. He's good at. I do not care where he's, he's good, good at. at Redbud. I do not. Hurlings never rode Crawfordsville in his life, and he still went out and beat Marv, who I had beaten Tomac. Yeah, I don't give a shit. So so and how he's is, out to dude. He can say whatever. He's the silent assassin. Even James Stewart back in the day called Hurling, him the silent assassin. And Hurlings is the bullet. The si and yeah, okay, but the silent assassin still beats the bullet. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. No. This isn't rhetorical. This isn't rhetorical. In the last two years, well, it's gonna when it comes out of my mouth, it's gonna sound rhetorical. In the last two years, and we'll go back two years, and we can even include Supercross in this, because obviously Tomac's won the last two outdoor championships, and he hasn't won a Supercross title, but he's had the most wins. How has Tomac won races? How has he won races? Dominating. Okay, but how is how has he won them? Has it? It's because he's either got out front and gapped everybody, or he's gone what people like to dub beast mode earlier this year. How has he lost races? The races that he 
has not won. Well, his pants came undone at A1. So he also crashed he, before like, that, too. He can't, he he can't also run. Crashed. His fucking dick was out. He also you crashed before. You can't do that in a he race. Also crashed. That's a black flag. He also crashed before. Okay. But how has Tomac lost races in the last two years? Dude, he all crashes. Why, is, why does he crash? Dumb shit. Do you honestly think that because he has never had why to deal... Why does Hurling crash? Hurling's had... Dumb shit. When is the last time Hurling's has crashed and it actually has cost him a race? When he breaks his fucking collarbone. Yeah, and then guess what? He went out and won with a plated shoulder and broken ribs. He still went out and won Good the overall. Him. Okay. He also broke his leg on a fucking 80. Dude, that was like years ago. That I don't was know like you... within the last four because no, it happened when yeah. I was into this. Yeah, so that this. was a long time ago. And so it was, it was for within the last event. four. So he broke his femur. Hurlings has won 31 out of 40 motos and he missed a complete weekend. Good for him. Okay, how many how many wins has Tomac won this year? 15 out of 24? 14 out of 24? 15, I don't know, dude, 15? Is he either 14 15? or 15? Okay. So he runs 15 out of 24 and had one weekend that he had a DNF and then fell apart. And Hurlings has missed a complete weekend, still had the points lead, and then hasn't lost a moto in, like, I don't know, 16, 16 motos? 14 motos? 14 motos? And he's racing a guy that's more accomplished than anybody Tomax racing? He's racing Ken Roxon, who's not even 100%. Now, maybe he's 100% now. But he's racing Marvin Muscan, who has not won a 450 title. Anderson wasn't there. He almost loses it last year. Look, I don't think Hurlings is leaps and bounds better than Tomac. I don't think it's like this. How much do you think he wins by? Hurlings? It depends on. Because this is another thing. Hurlings doesn't get bad starts. You honestly believe, and I know that Matt, whether he's being honest or not, because he completely believes in Tomac, you honestly believe that if Tomac is buried off the line and Hurling rips the whole shot, that he'll even see him in the same area code? Yep. He's not pulling three seconds a lap faster than Jeffrey Hurlings, dude. It's not going to happen. He's not racing Marvin Muscan and Ken Roxon. He's racing a dude that's won 31 out of 40 motos, an average finish of over 29 seconds a win. So when he goes 1-1, how dumb are you going to feel? You know, everybody said this about Ricky, too. Oh, no, he's going to beat Ricky. What's Stu do? How many times did Stu actually beat Ricky in outdoors? What's Stu do? Uh, he beat him a few times. How many championships did he beat him? What's Stu do? Stu won, right? Dude, we're not talking even a title. We're talking a fucking singular race. Yeah, and we're talking about... That means two motos. So let me ask you a question. You, two so motos you, So here. you actually believe that Eli can go three seconds a lap faster than Hurlings when Hurlings is in beast mode? Dude, Eli does some crazy shit. Against who, though? I don't care. He does Are you, crazy shit. And he Hurlings does it? And Hurlings does it? And Hurlings does it? You know what? In the 1980 Winter Olympics, we were not supposed to win that gold medal in hockey either. So wait a minute. What did we do? So wait a minute. USA. So Hurlings, USA. So Hurlings USA. doesn't do crazy shit? Hurlings, Hurlings does awesome shit, too. But Hurlings is not in the Netherlands right now. Hurlings is not at a track that he's ever raced before. He went out one Jacksonville. Matter. He went out one Jacksonville. So it doesn't matter. He does okay. He does okay. He, he went. figures tracks out. That's cool. His record in the States is he literally beat everybody three out of four times. Cooper Webb beat him? Yeah, after he wrapped up the championship and it didn't matter. Cooper everybody Cooper. likes to bring that up. What happened the first moto when the championship was on the line? Webb beat him. What happened the first moto when the championship was on the line? We sure Webb beat him. What happened the first moto when the championship was online? Oh, yeah, Hurlings uh, gapped him and Forkner. 
And then the second moto, when there was no pressure on him. And then what happened the weekend later? He goes to Glen Helen, and he beats everybody by 39 seconds on a track that he had never been to before. Yeah, Cooper Webb beat him. Yeah, one time, when the when it didn't matter. How yeah, about Tomac beat him last year, so... What happened the second moto when they linked up on the start? Well, I mean, Tomac beat him once, so... I and where was Jeffrey Hurlings on the first lap of that moto? He also won the gold medal in 1981. Where was Jeffrey... Where was, once, where so. was Jeffrey Hurlings the, in the fir, in, on the first lap in that moto? Oh, yeah, he was outside the top 10, and Eli had a clear track. I seem to remember that when they linked up on the star, Hurlings put 30 seconds on him. The thing is, is that Tomac rises to the occasion. And Hurlings doesn't? Okay, so... It didn't so take Hurlings four years to win a championship in his class. So Hurlings pulls the star. Dude, Tomac could have had a bunch of championships, too, if he stayed in the 250 class. You do realize that the only reason Hurlings stayed in the 250 class is because KTM was paying him more money than anybody was making over here for a whole season? Because they wanted to win those titles, and he they kept changing the rules to keep him in. And then what happened? Yeah. And then, oh yeah, he went to the GP hmm. class. Huh. Wait, uh, hold on, he hold won. on, hold on. You want to bring up the money? Seems like you were making fun of my boy, Zacho, for staying in the 250 class this How summer. old is Zach Osborne? I bet they threw a bunch of money How at him. How old is Zach Osborne? I bet they threw a bunch How, of money. How old? Not like as much as Hurley. Millions of dollars. Not as much as Hurley. Millions of dollars. How old is Zach Osborne, and how many years is Hurley? Oh, How old is Zach Osborne? Here we go. Yeah, if you really want to go down the age road, there's a big difference between 29 and in your early 20s. Here we go. There's a big difference. Let's get back to the point at hand. That Eli cannot. Eli is not going to go one one. He's going to go two two. And if anybody truly believes that Eli can go three seconds faster than Jeffrey Hurlings, they don't know anything about motocross. Are you going to wear the Tomac shirt after no. Tomac spanks him? No, he's not going to spank him. The only way Eli beats Hurlings is is if Hurlings is either dead last off the line or his bike grenades. Everybody seems to think that what Eli is doing right now is not being done. They're not watching the GPS. Hurlings tracked down Cairoli six different times from outside the top 10, 12 seconds back with five laps to go, and still beat him. Cairoli is more accomplished than anybody Eli has raced. Nine-time world champ. How many world championships does Marv have in the 450 class? Oh, zero. How many championships does Kenny have? He has two. Is he 100%? No. How many championships in the 450 class does Baggett have? Zero. How many 450 championships does Anderson have outdoors? Zero. What's harder, beating a nine-time world champion or racing against a guy that's not 100% and guys that have never won an outdoor title in the 450 class? So when he goes 1-1, he's not going 1-1. How dumb are you going to feel? How dumb are you going to feel when Hurling spanks him? Eh, not that bad. Really? Not, not really. Because you actually... Because it's not, because even if he beats him, it's not going to be a spanking. He'll beat him by five seconds or less. And, and It'll just, be with him just five hi, seconds. Just hypothetical. Five seconds. Hypothetical. Right. What happens if Hurling's actually done? Because I don't believe that he's going to. But because nobody can fathom it in this country, because everybody's just on the Eli Tomat train, at least over in the GPs, people believe that Eli can beat Hurley. What happens if a little USA pride? What happens? Okay? What happens if Hurlings does actually go out and spank Tomac straight up, where they both link off the line, and Hurlings does the same thing to Tomac that he does to Cairoli? The only way Hurlings spanks him is if Tomac hits the deck. That's it. That's the only way he spanks. Gets the baby powder out. That's well, the only way he spanked him. I seem to remember, remember last year when they linked up off the line, he spanked him. It's the only way he spanked him. Did he not spank him that second It was moment? 100 fucking degrees. And, and Tomac rides in that shit more than Hurlings does. He lives in the Netherlands where it snows 90% of the year. That's fine, dude. So what happened? 
That's fine. Did it he doesn't strike matter. Him? We're not in the fucking hundred degree heat. No, we're gonna be in shit that actually hurlings is better at. We're gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So he's actually better in fifty five degree weather. My balls off. Did you get the catheters by the way? Because we're gonna no. need those. No. There's no way we're getting into Porta John all no. weekend. I'll just tell you this right now. Hurlings beats Tomac both motos by, by less than five seconds. If he does, nope. He beats him by. He beats seconds. him. He beats him the third moto by more than five seconds. The first moto, I think it'll be closer. But if Eli gets the starts that he has been all year and Hurlings gets off the line clean, Eli doesn't see him in the same area code. There's no way Eli is going to run him down from 15 seconds back. Okay, sure. There's no way. There's no way. No way. Hurlings hits the deck, maybe. There's also no way that Eli wins 12 Supercross races and doesn't win a title. He didn't win 12. He's won nine. Well, there's no way way he wins 10 and doesn't win a title. Oh, wait, yeah, that happened, too. Is Jeffrey Hurlings Marvin Muscam? Let me ask you that. There's also no way anybody goes 24-0. We've seen that before. Uh, I've never said that nobody could go 24 It's happened here. three times. What, what else is impossible here that we've said before that we've seen happen? No, there's a big difference between somebody going out and doing it and then actually looking at the facts and not just thinking about Tomac. Everyone has to do it for the first time. This is just the first time it's going to be done. Is Hurlings... And then next year when we're having this conversation, you're going to be like, well, you know, Tomac last year, track down, one, da 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 No, because they're going to be in a true sand track where Hurlings is going to put 50 seconds on Tomac. Well, Tomac's not going to go next year. Yeah, because he'll be a little bitch about it. Yeah. But my question is, is that is Marvin... Is Hurlings Marvin Muskan? That's the biggest question that you have to ask right now. Is Hurlings Marvin Muskan? Because be, just because Eli can track down Marvin from 15 seconds down, Marvin and Ur- Hurlings are did not Marvin, the same. Did Marvin Hurlings race when Marv won his title? No. Hurlings was too young. By the time Marv had moved over here full-time, Hurlings was literally like one year in the class. And the year before, he raced three GPs. That's right. Yeah. It wasn't Kenny. Kenny was the one racing Marvin. Kenny beat Marv. Kenny? Oh, yeah. Kenny is younger than yeah. Marv by a few years. Hurlings is younger than Kenny. Yeah. So, No. Marv is not Jeffrey Hurlings. Kenny's really 26? No, I think Her- I think Kenny's either 24 or 25. Hurlings is like 22 or 23. Hmm. Yeah. So my point is is that Hurlings is not Marvin Muskan. Hurlings does not give up leads. Hurlings does not give you the chance to let him give you leads from that far back. And like I said, I don't care if you're a Red Bud. I don't care if you were at Eli Tomac's backyard track. Eli Tomac is not going to go three. And then another thing is, Hurlings is in better shape than Marv. That's the only reason Tomac could go three seconds faster. Hurlings has been doing the same shit all year long in the GPs that Eli's doing, and I'll tell you this right now, it's not going to happen. He will not track him down. If he is from a bad start, it's over with unless Hurlings gr- bikes gr- bike grenades. It's it. It won't happen. You will not see him in the same area code. Okay, sure. Because I, I just don't think this battle is going to happen. Because I don't think Eli can get off the line. Watch the vlog, because when it's happening, the camera's going on. His face. Watch him cry. When he track. So like I said... You when, think when his boy Hurlings gets tracked down. So what happens if it doesn't happen and, and Eli doesn't beat him one time the whole entire weekend? That's my question That's for That's a you. joke, right? No, it's serious. That's a real joke, right? Let me, why is it so inconceivable for Eli to do this shit behind Hurlings? Three game? motos. Three. We'll call yep. it three. Yep. We'll call it the qualifying and both of the A motos. Yep. One, the first you don't the think Tomac can beat Hurlings once? I think that his best chance is in the qualifier when Hurlings is still getting the track down. I think come Sunday, first moto, no, not a chance. I think that they battle for a good 25 minutes, and then I think the fact that Eli has not been in a real battle outdoors in a long time. The only time he was in a battle was earlier this year at High Point where he won one moto and then lost another moto to Marv. I don't think he can handle it for 35 minutes. Eli has not had to have pressure for a whole entire moto in how many years? When's the last time that's happened? Hurlings was dealing with that shit all year last year with Cairoli. 
And what is it, what is Eli's biggest issue? Mental mistakes. That's why I think Hurlings is better. Hurlings mentally, I'll just say it, he's stronger than Eli. The three times that Hurlings has crashed this year in a GP moto, one of them, he was 40 seconds up and was on the last lap. Another one, uh, he had a plate in his shoulder, and he still won the race. And then the last one was last weekend. Oh, it was the moto after he wrapped up the championship. He crashed the first lap and then still tracked down Cairoli and beat him by 28 seconds. Yeah, yeah, but he crashed a minibike at a backyard party and breaks his femur. But that's cool, man. Whatever. It was a, char totally, it was a charity event, actually. Whatever, totally fine. He's totally, he's complete, complete package. Yeah, he is. Totally better than him. Yeah. Dude, Ricky in his prime couldn't beat him. Well, I never said that. I'm just saying. I said I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I mean, I just want to put it out there. Yeah, Ricky in his prime couldn't beat Hurley. You know I mean? uh, We're yeah, just going to throw around crazy could, nonsense right could, now. We could, we could put it out there. Well, Stewart no, wouldn't beat him either. Well, you know? no, I'm pretty sure what I just said was all factual. <sighs> 08, 08, Stewart, 08? Was that when he went 24 no? It was 07, 08? It was 08. 08, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't touch Hurley's either. No way. No, I don't think I've ever no. said that. No, I mean, I do. I, I could throw around nonsensical bullshit, too. I mean, I just... It's not really nonsense if it's actually happened. I mean, okay, cool. Well, is it nonsense if it happened? I'm excited for this race. I'll just tell you. I'll be I'll be excited when Hurlings beats in both motos, and then everybody can shut up about how good Eli Tomac is, because the only reason Eli Tomac won an outdoor title this year is because, oh, by the way, he was racing Ken Look, Roxon, who wasn't 100%. You're fucking liberal. We're just going to send you to Russia with the rest of the people. But if Ken Roxon in 2016 showed up to this race, Kenny would be both of them, and it wouldn't matter. But the facts are is Kenny's not 2016 form, so he's not 100%. So Hurlings is the fastest dude on the planet right now. But maybe 2019 Kenny shows up. Maybe. Just spanks everybody. Maybe he does. I think that when Kenny's healthy, he's faster than both of them. I've told you this many times, that he's faster than Eli. Then our whole argument here is invalid anyway. Well, it'll be it'll be valid when Hurlings beats Tomac both motos and all the American fans finally realize that Eli is not the fastest dude in the world. Maybe it's Supercross. It's fastest dude to Supercross for right now, but not outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So. Whatever. I'm just telling you. Stewart was never going to beat Ricky either. Stewart beat Ricky outdoors like a whole four motos, and I'm the biggest Stewart fan there ever was. It was super cross that Stewart was always faster than Ricky. Never going to beat him. Yeah. No one could ever beat him. No one's ever beaten Stu either. Nah, I never said that. There's been a lot of people that have beaten Stu. retired like as the man. Uh, no. Stu like, wasn't the man. Rode off into the sunset as the man. Stu really never, wasn't the man since like 2010. Beat. Never been beat. Well, I mean, he's the second greatest rider of all time. So. It was just amazing. So, anyway, any other nonsensical bullshit you want to throw out here before we wrap this up? Or we I mean, we could do the podium. For the teams? Yeah, there's no other podiums out there, but okay. Great. USA That's will be at the top. Okay. Ah, dude, I don't know beyond that. All I know is we're winning. And if we don't win? That's not. This, dude, this, there's no, there's no option. See, this is why I don't get in conversations with people about American versus GP or GP versus America, because one or the other thinks that it's completely, totally inconceivable that they could lose just because we're on red butt soil. That doesn't mean shit to me. We haven't won one since 2011. And we always talk about, oh, they didn't send the best team. 2012, 2013, 2014, we sent our best teams and we still didn't win. So if Eli gets beat both motos, Plessinger gets beat one moto, and Barsha has a Barsha moment where he does hit the ground and then does one on the other one, we're going to get beat by the Netherlands. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think America wins it. I think Netherlands gets second, and I think that Belgium gets third. 
But the fact that everybody thinks that just because we're on home soil and we're at Redbud, that we there's no possible way we're going to get beat. Newsflash, Thunder it's Valley. not the home soil. What is it then? Because we're at Redbud. It doesn't fucking America's matter. America's track. It that does means not, America wins. It does not fucking matter. where. If yeah, America you know what? doesn't win, you know what happens? Giuseppe dies. You know what? And a Frenchman won the actual national this year. In the 450 class. Yeah, well, we don't need to get back into that either because we had a bike problem. So, you know, otherwise, USA would have fucking dominated that there and would have been if, awesome. If, if, if America loses and Eli loses, uh, are you still going to be on this we thing? Because at least with me and Hurlings, I don't say that it's a we thing. It's a him thing. There's no we. I if, take ownership. We. So, when, so if Eli loses to Hurlings every time on track, are you going to take ownership that you, we, that we you lost? have some work to do. If good. Good. I hope you own up to it. What I mean by that is we are going to find Hurlings in a dark alley with a fucking ball pin hammer, break his knee, and it'll be fine. No offense, Tomac's just a little bit smaller than Hurlings is. We will Tomac lose is, to him again. <laughs> Tomac's kind of like a uh, short guy compared to Hurlings. Hurlings is like 6'2". Eli's like 5'10". So what we need is a midget to punch him right in the balls. I think that'd be the only way. Alright. No, I'll just I'm th- sure we can find one at Disney Nations. Yeah, there's probably gonna be like a dude who's six nine, three hundred pounds, fucking bald and half naked, I running mean, around with an American flag on his back. I really meant a midget. <laughs> no, I don't think we're gonna find a midget. Because I don't think there's gonna be a lot of children What about a dwarf? Aren't those the same thing? Or is no, one point they're different? No, one one is shorter than the other. I don't remember how the height I think, a, I think a dwarf is smaller. I think of, I think so too. I think I, of Lord of the Rings when I think of dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Alright, so anyways. Uh, does Netherlands get second? If you don't, if you think America's gonna win, does Netherlands get second? Yes. And Belgium, Great Britain, Great Britain still got a pretty good team. I think Belgium's probably gonna get third. I'm, gonna, got, go with, I'm gonna go with Great Britain. Who's Great Britain got? Uh, uh, Tommy Searle, Ben Watson, and Max Anstey. So you have the defending champion of the MX1 class at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with them. Mm, okay. For third. Okay. On the box. But it doesn't matter because USA is still gonna win. I just told you I don't disagree with you, but if they lose, it's not going to shock me. I mean, dude, maybe we get lucky. We get USA 1, Puerto Rico 2, yeah, no. Guam 3rd. I think the big question is is that... Uh, sweep. You, do you... Okay, so what I'm hearing from you is, before we round this out, you think America is just going to win every class? We might not win the MX3. Farsh might get beat. By Anstey? It's pretty much Anstey, Koldenoff, and JVH, Jeremy Van Horbeck at this point. I think Anstey's probably going to have the best chance. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Does AP, since you think he's just going to walk everybody, does he get close to the top five in that first moto? I don't think he can. I don't think I an MX2 know, guy. I think it's five to ten. I don't think an MX2 guy is going to be even close, because think about who's in that who's in that top. As moto. deep as the track is, I think it's going to be really hard. Plus, they can't jump the leap. Yeah, no way. Not they with can't. Not with that roller. No. no, I don't know if you watch that video. You're riding that track, but that roller is way too close for a for an MX2 bike to even remotely get there. Maybe, maybe se- uh, second moto if they don't fix it at all, mm-hmm. and you get a, a line in it where it flattens it way out. Like they literally just dig a fucking rut in it that it flattens that roller way out. Maybe then, but other than that, no. I just think that the MX1 class, when you got Cairoli and Roxon and Hurlings and Tomac, and then, you know, you're looking at Clement Gasol and guys like that, I just don't know if an MX2 guy can get close to that that battle. That, or that, you know, and then Barsha in the second moto, I just don't know if you can get close to that. I really don't. 
I think as good as AP is, and as good as Ferendis, I know that Ferendis is, and as good as I think Prado is, I just don't know if any of those guys can get close to that. I just don't think so. I think that that battle is too... Those guys are too fast, plain and simple. They're going to get starts over them. There's no way. Prado's the only guy because he's, you know, 20 pounds less than anybody else. But, I don't know. It's going to be wild. It's, um... I think it's going to be the craziest one. I've been to two of them. I've been lucky enough to go to those two, and they were pretty wild. Bud's Creek was crazy. But, yeah, you're right. This is America's... This is our track. This is the wildest. We're going to be, I don't know, maybe 80,000 strong. I don't fucking know. I don't know what the number I'm going to go with 100. 100? I think there's going to be 100,000 people there. It wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't. I'm really not kidding. I'm taking Gatorade bottles into pee, and I'm not even trying to wade through that crowd to get to the Port of Johns. There's just no way. Well, it's... Think about how shitty it is on National Weekend with 50,000 people, and now oh, I'm going to double it. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be so loud. There's going to be so much shit going on. You're not going to get a chance to really breathe. I know. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be. We're going to be there. If you guys see us, make sure to say hi. I would love to tell you where we're going to be, but I have no idea because I'm sure we're probably not going to get our normal spot like we like to, hopefully, because we're going to get there super early. But We're not a whole group of people with us, it sounds like. It does, yeah. Everybody sounds like they're coming to hang out with us anyway, so... Um, so yeah, so this will be cool. Uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap this up here? Cause we've kind of been just uh, on here for the last 10 minutes. No, I don't, I don't really know if I, I was going to say that I think that Prado could lead a lap, but the more and more I thought about it with how deep the start's going to be no. a two fifty got, well, I'm trying to go back to the Oh seven when RV led a lap or while well, he won both races, but at least a two fifty got led a lap. But I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think it's it all comes down to the hurlings versus Tomac, which kind of sucks because there's a lot of different like subplots going on with this mm. race. But I think that that race is going to overshadow it. I just, even though I think Hurlings is going to go 1-1, even if Eli, I don't think we're going to get a battle until the final moto. Because I just don't. Because I think one of them, for whatever reason, is going to have a bad start. And I think that it might take the luster out of all this. Yeah, that could. So, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be cool. If we win, it's going to be a very, there's going to be a lot of pageantry going on, a lot of crazy people. And it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun. Just hopefully the rain holds off. I hope it don't rain. Me. Is it supposed to? Have you looked at the... I've looked at the projected forecast, and it looks like it's going to rain Friday, but being the clear that weekend. But I'll tell you this, if it fucking rains, I don't fucking know who wins. Yeah. Right. If, it, I, if it rains, I'll tell you this right now, if it fucking rains, I don't know I'm who wins. I don't know. Max Anstey put the beat down on everybody last year in the rain yeah. over at Madeley Basin, so I... Oh, maybe Barsha. Yeah, yeah. maybe Barsha goes 1-1. Yeah, maybe. So, it's going to be a fun one, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Yep. We're excited. So, all right, cool. So, this has been another episode of Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Cody. And again, make sure to subscribe. Like us on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, um, help us with support with all the links down below to buy t-shirts and Amazon products and everything else. Um, like I said, we'll be there at Destinations. We will do a, uh, oh shit, we're going to have to figure out filming after that because that's going to be a long Sunday. <laughs> Maybe we'll just film the show right after the race when we're waiting for everybody to leave. Maybe we can film it in the truck. What truck? Are you taking, are we taking your truck? Yeah. We can't just put it in the set. I mean, we could. I don't fucking know. It'd be way more fun just to set the camera up and start talking and see who shows up, like, anywhere. I don't, I don't care if we do it in the parking lot. I don't care if we do it in the middle of the midway. Maybe some of the monster chicks walk by. That would be pretty It'd be cool. awesome. Be fucking great. We could do that. Um. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we will be back with the show. Uh right after Desnations, wrapping up Desnations, all our thoughts and comments on it, and then um, we also, in that show, we'll talk about Monster Cup, because that's the next weekend. Then we're off for a while. Yeah, then we're off. Well, we'll do the do the Monster Cup wrap-up show, and then we're off till 
20th of November, we'll have a Silly Season show, which we'll talk about off-season races and shit like that, as well as all the movers and shakers. It's that time of the year, people. And preview show will go live December 18th, so mark your calendars. So, all right, cool. That's it. We'll see everybody at Destinations in two weeks. Hey.